0: He came up in Dallas, had no hazel in his eyes Had them sailors on his thighs When these ladies show him, captivated on the side. We was seeing someone, he was dating on the side He was seeing double, I was whole lot. We was spending so much
1: time, it was getting cooler All this drilling got the dick, feeling like a power tool nigga out of his mama's house Now that's power move, that's what I gotta do For real yeah. that diamond shot.
0: You're listening to IRL, hosted by myself, Ben Fama, and Monica McClure. This episode features special guest host, Trisha Lowe. We recorded this episode live at the Poetic Research Bureau in Los Angeles, while dim sum was served to the audience. The Poetic Research Bureau has its origins in the poetry journal The Germ, edited by McGregor Card and Andrew Maxwell. They used to subtitle each issue the Poetic Research Bureau and sometimes the Poetic Research Block. Andrew Maxwell went on to run a series in Los Angeles under that name in the late 90s and early 2000s. Meanwhile, Joseph Moscone ran a series at the Smell Punk Club in downtown L.A. with Stan Apps, Ara Sharinian, and Teresa Carmody. When that reached its conclusion, Joseph and Ara teamed up with Andrew Maxwell to re-initiate the Poetic Research Bureau as a reading series, performance space, and publishing outfit around 2007. They've been in Chinatown since 2010, and Joseph begins by explaining that they've been trying to be more adult.
1: I feel like we're not quite as, um, we're a bit more bootstrapped than like say the Poetry Project or Beyond Baroque here in Los Angeles. So it's a bit more scrappy I think, but it's kind of just who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, We're trying to be more professional. We got uh, a projector installed and we have, uh, uh, we got non-profit status finally. Um, And we we have lots of other programmers now. Uh, Harmony Holiday has been doing some programming with us. Um, Mm -hmm. Felice Lucia Molina was doing some programming with us. Uh, Harold Abramowitz uh, has been doing, and Andrea has been doing some programming with us, so. Yeah.
2: Are you also gonna get a mascot or a pet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that a thing? Maybe a spider. I don't know. I other wish there were have a lot of mascots in the basement. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. There's little creepy, <laughs> creepy I, crawlies in the basement.
2: I just like how sports teams have these problematic mascots. And I don't know anything about sports.
1: Should we get a problematic I, mascot?
2: I mean, that's up to you. It depends on you know, what kind of, what your utopic vision for PRB
1: All right My be. high school mascot was the Trailblazers. Hmm.
2: What I is was, that? <laughs> Is it like a road Were runner? they like pioneers mm-hmm.
3: who kind like of yeah. down villages like yeah, pioneer to yeah. like fulfill manifest destiny? That would be good.
2: That also sounds fucked up.
1: <laughs> I think the, the three what was it the, the three um high the high school mascots in my town were the trailblazers, the pioneers, and the rangers. So they're all very
2: huh.
3: so gold or wild west. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you have a three point plan? For a utopic vision of PRB.
0: No, I
1: don't like utopias.
2: It's good. Yeah. I agree.
0: (laughs) Well, in a recent reading I heard you do, you talked about utopias for a long time. So you do like them or you don't?
2: I mean, I like them insofar as they're dead ends. Right? Like, they literally mean no place. That's what utopia means. Right. Impossible. So I like that.
3: Why not
0: you, a dystopia? You seem more like a dystopian person mm-hmm.
2: to me. Is it the black? <laughs>
0: you seem to like things that are, are a little rough, and not has like a lot of discomfiture to it.
2: I mean, I actually haven't done that much reading about dystopia. I mean, my question would be like, is it? I feel like every attempt at utopia is what creates a dystopia in the first place, so they're kind of synonymous. I don't really see a difference there. Other people might, but.
0: Do you, you know. think poetry is a type of utopia?
2: Uh, I think lots of people do.
1: And <laughs> I'm sure everybody has lots of end. feelings
2: about that. Why am I in the hot seat? Jones? in the hot seat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is the Bay Area a utopia? <laughs> Why
2: am I in the hot seat? Jones? in the hot seat. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think I, I moved to the Bay Area as an experiment in utopianism. That's what I will say.
0: But and that's I when you realized it was a dead end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that I already knew. Oh. But I'm 27, and I, I was wondering if it would turn out unexpectedly.
0: How's that? Which
2: <laughs> I <laughs> did not. 27. How's 27? I don't know. Lots of people here have been 27. They say it's the worst year of your life.
1: Saturn return.
2: That's right. Yeah. Lots of people kill themselves. How not should how I do a it? Should we take a vote? There's lots of good ways to die these days. I'll say by podcast. By podcast? Yeah. You know, that's a really good one. <laughs> Who's got a knife? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was some plastic stuff in the back.
2: I give it my Ooh, best yeah, shot. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I give it my best shot, but it's probably a dead end. I mean, that's a utopia too, right? Killing yourself with a plastic knife on a podcast.
0: I guess I think there's some photos of you on the internet doing that already.
2: Probably. <laughs> I'm so predictable. It's really bad.
0: So we should move on oh, um, no, no to more? maybe our <laughs> first segment.
2: You got out of that easy already.
3: <laughs>
2: it's not. Do you have more person, embarrassing man. questions to ask Jomel?
0: Well, I not you embarrassing ones. Answer. I did want to ask about what pro- artistic projects you're working on now.
1: Uh, so yeah I'm working on this book uh, that should come out next year called Ashen Folk Um, and it's it's sort of looking at uh, science fiction and fantasy and horror and video game worlds and the way that the creators um, build those worlds and the landscapes and the creatures that inhabit those (laughs) worlds I guess Mm -hmm. the races like orcs or elves or um Dark elves, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it, at the same time, it's also like about my parents' generation going back to like mm-hmm. utopias yeah. and the real world creation of mm-hmm. potential communities that end up falling apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also traces; it has some a graphical element, so it traces like um, rock and hip hop and pop uh, typography and logos. From psychedelia to, uh, like, Rihanna's uh, latest stuff, latest logo is like a, a death metal kind of mm-hmm. inspired logo. So. Yeah.
3: Oh. is it one of the pitfalls of utopia that it requires a kind of conformity and an agreement, right? And is that where it sort of slips into a dystopia, is when um, there are all these different Characters with different desires. Like I feel like what you're describing, I can imagine a dystopian coloration of it. Um, but you described it as a utopian idea, and it seems like there's so many different characters with. Well,
1: histories and uh, it's it is dystopian because it's al- it's also sort of about the California ideology, mm-hmm. which is the the move from um, hippie peace and love to uh, software and Reaganism, Mm -hmm. Um, Silicon Valley, Um, which I think some people see as a utopia, but others see as a dystopia.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the tech people I work with really think they're making the world a better, like they genuinely think they're like ushering us into like a new enlightenment.
1: I worked at Google for a long time and I know, uh, that, that, um, yeah, peop- yeah, employees definitely, have... at one point they said, uh, I remember we were trying to get an art program at, going at Google, mm. and, uh, someone, someone said, well, you know, we're the, we're the, we're the Michelangelo's of, of now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're building, we don't yeah, need, why do we need artists? We're sorry. actually building the, yeah, yeah. the infrastructure that's, like, that people will remember in, in 200 years. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, I hear
1: that all the time. Yeah. What did you say? I, I th- think I threw up my hands at that point. It was kind of...
0: Grew, grew a mustache and grew
1: right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely
0: agree. <laughs> Maybe you could enter suicide by entering the tech world.
2: I don't know. I'm not that masochistic. Also, I wouldn't pass very well in
0: that world. I don't know. I... You just have to kind of be like an idiot Sivana, do one thing really well.
2: With computers?
0: Mm, Not necessarily.
2: (laughs) I don't know. With data. With data? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. You're good with data. I'm too busy selling small press poetry books (laughs)
2: to people who don't have any money.
0: (laughs) Is that even ethical?
2: Probably not. Actually,
0: actually, we joke about that all the
2: time, <laughs> where I work, a place that shall remain unnamed since this is on the public record. <laughs> but we do joke about that all the
0: time. I can edit it in later.
2: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like you're still selling things. I mean, my job is to sell things. So probably, yeah, it's
0: still... It's still yeah, what exactly role. is your job?
2: My job? I, I, I sell small press poetry books. So
0: you make cold calls to bookstores?
2: Sometimes I do, yeah. But then it's then it's really fun because it's just. I mean, I do publicity, so it's just all an exercise in emotional manipulation.
0: So you know the you have connections with the bookstores, though.
2: Why are you asking me
0: that? I'm just curious what's going on there.
2: What's going on with what bookstores?
0: <laughs> the place you work, the faceless <laughs> place you work.
2: You're asking me for sales reports. You want me to be a whistleblower? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything to pull the whistle Not really.
3: Okay. Yeah. What is the leak? What's the Boring. leak in the show? <laughs> Monica's bored. We're moving we on. Let's go to the next. Uh, uh, should we talk about Robert Smith's
1: hair? Well, what are you working on? No.
2: What am I working on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on a book-length essay entitled Socialist <coughs> Realism, which I thought it would be it would be a funny joke because uh, you know I moved from New York to California, and a lot of my friends in New York made jokes about how I was just going to write personal essays about communism. Um, And because I like to make things difficult for myself, I thought, why not write a book-length personal essay about communism? Only that's not really what it's about. I mean, it's also just uh, about the idea of moving and being in different scenes and how your location and your relation to people in that place kind of really sort of like subconsciously affects the way that you experience work or the way that you make work um even if you don't want it to um and also i'm just i you know i'm just bored of making work the way that i used to make work and i'm trying to do the complete opposite of what i did before because why not I want to ask you,
3: like, what is, where do you situate, like, you're writing about a subject position, because you always have, right? There's always mm-hmm. been, like, an autobiographical element, and now it's more, like, situated in, like, a community and a yeah. movement. And
2: I mean, I think that this is the, I've been thinking a lot about making, quote, unquote, different work? Like, what does it mean to do something different than what you did before? Mm-hmm. Right? And someone said to me that, you know, there's there's lots of different ways of thinking about it, but someone like David Byrne essentially does a different thing every time, or he mobilizes a different style, but the core of what he does is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say that um, this new work I'm writing, it, it, feel, it does feel a little bit like, you know, it's not, it's still... autobiography or its memoir in a certain kind of way but I I definitely feel like um, I was a little bit like I I made a lot of complicated like conceptual formal excuses for doing the one thing that I actually really like to do which is making really bad country music and trying to make people cry so like why do I need an excuse to do that necessarily right like I can just I can do that in a different way I don't need I don't need an excuse or like I don't need to say, oh, this is mediated in XYZ way. That's that's different. You know? Yeah. Like it's yeah. I really like bad country music.
3: What's your favorite bad country song?
2: Uh, Jesus Take the Wheel. Oh my <laughs> yeah.
3: god. That's so good. I like um, actually I don't think it's bad. My favorite country song is Fancy by Rupa McIntyre. Oh, that one's good too. It's like beautiful narrative poetry.
2: How about you, Jomo? It has to be bad.
1: I only like good country. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's know, boring. I, sometimes I, like in Bakersfield, I hear some songs. I don't know the names of them, and they're really over the top and absurd.
3: Mm-hmm. But do you and, know the words to them? I find that like even though I don't know the songs, I don't know who's singing, I know like, the yeah. words to every country song
1: that comes on the radio. I heard we have some good ghost stories. We do. Should we tell ghost stories? We could
2: tell ghost stories or we could take the temperature on some topics. What do you think, Benny? It's Halloween. Ghost stories. Yeah. It's all you. Tell us a good ghost story. Okay.
1: This happened, like, really recently. Um, my wife, uh, Rita, has this ring that she's been wearing for um, for a long time. Uh, like, it was her great-grandmother's and it was given to her grandmother mm-hmm. and then given to her mother and then given to her. Okay. And, uh... About six weeks ago, we uh, we went. The whole family went to see ELO at the at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> which on was on the
2: record, by the way. Which was amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, and um, when uh, when we got home, uh, Rita suddenly realized her ring was not on her finger. Like she was like, "What?" Like, and so we spent we spent like three days kind of tearing the house apart, you know, and she's like, she never takes it off mm-hmm. in the shower or swimming or ever. Um, we emptied all the garbage. We looked in every nook and cranny of the house. Um, she was beside herself because it was the only connection to her great uh, grandmother and crying and um, blaming herself. And I blaming, I was blaming myself. I was like, you know, oh, I should have, I don't know, she could, could have on something, but... Um, <laughs> uh, so eventually, we kind of, after like three days, we kind of just, you know, said, well, you know, it's, it, it's gone, or maybe it'll turn up eventually. Um, then, uh, five weeks to the day that she lost it, um, early in the morning, I hear, Joseph, Joseph! And uh, she had woke up in the morning and the ring was on her finger.
3: What? I, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Have you noticed any
1: changes and, with lately? <laughs> and I and and at first she was like, "Did you put it on?" And I was and I was like, well, "No, that would be very romantic of me, but I didn't." Like,
3: <laughs> I did not do that.
1: Like, I, and, and, as
3: far as you know.
1: Well, that's the yeah. So like, as soon as we figured out that neither of us were um like pulling a prank on each other, we were like, we were like, "Okay, did someone sneak into the house in the middle of the night and slip it on your finger?" Like, could our two-year-old have like? you know, come on. But like, he doesn't have that dexterity. Or also, how would he know what finger to put it on? And and so all the other alternatives are also, like if you, it's either, like there's the supernatural, but then there's also, well, maybe one of us unconsciously, like, took it off, hid it somewhere in the house (laughs) where, like, nobody, like, two adults who know every part of the house could not find it. And then, like... Again, unconsciously, five weeks later, put it back on, which is kind of also very disturbing to think about. But more disturbing. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm.
2: I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm, I feel frightened. Well, who was the great-grandmother? Was she a bruja?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, like, ha- half of Rita's family thinks, thinks it was um, the spirits of the ancestors mm-hmm. and... Other half thinks that's some. There's got you know, other half think are very happy with just a mystery, like mm-hmm. having just like a mystery is not a, a problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So,
3: did did she go Catholic? Yeah. Did she? Was she told to pray to Saint Anthony?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, probably.
3: Saint Anthony has brought back so many things. Like oh, the, I have recovered shit from Saint Anthony. <laughs> the
1: yeah. other the other thing is that uh, Rita's mom said that she had been. Uh, praying that night that, you know, very hard that that she would get it back. And she had also not thought about it in weeks, so, It was St.
3: Anthony, problem solved.
2: You should get a tattoo of St. Anthony now. (laughs) (laughs) No? No.
1: Ugh,
2: that's really chilly. I grew up Catholic Mm. too,
1: I don't, but I've left that behind. How about your ghost story?
2: No, you know my ghost story is not appropriate for radio. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my ghost story anyway. It's Ed Stuck's ghost story, so I can't tell it. Really. What about you, Ben?
0: I don't believe in ghosts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Such a cynic. They'll get you back for that. All right. Shall we move on to taking...
0: Sure. So this is our last segment where we throw a series of things... Yeah, Trisha, I think you want to participate too. And you just say sure. zero to 100, how you feel about it.
2: I did have one for Joseph. And
0: people could also say their own once we get going. Yeah. yeah so, why wait, don't you go ahead and... wait,
2: wait. Why don't we clarify? Zero is cold, so yeah. not good. Right. And 100 is red is hot. Red hot. Yeah. Very good. On fire. Okay. Right. Robert Smith's hair.
1: Uh, 100. 100? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have hair like that.
2: <laughs> We've seen <Yeah. laughs> seen the evidence.
1: Although I was thinking I was going more for like a, a, um, an, uh, um, uh, um, um, echo and the men sort of look, mm. but yeah.
2: Do you want to do the rest of them? No. No. Okay. Vegan cheese, specifically Daya.
1: I don't even know what that is. It's um. <laughs> been has
2: been, a, has been a, a debate in the Airbnb for
1: uh, I don't the
2: past twenty four hours.
1: If so. my choice is cheese, I would not choose vegan cheese.
2: But what if there was no cheese left on the earth? Would you eat vegan cheese? I, yeah, I
1: like vegan food. I mean, I like food. So You
3: don't like vegan
1: cheese.
2: Okay. I like vegan choose cheese. Out. Sometimes I just want some Daiya. It's super melty.
0: So what's your number?
2: On Daiya? Probably like 87. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like real cheese. It's just different than real cheese. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does anyone want to ask? Ask one to Jomo. Yeah,
2: this is your chance. He never talks. Uh, roller skating.
1: Forty. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did it when I was a kid, but I haven't done it in thirty years.
3: Metal.
1: Metal. Mm-hmm. Define the subgenre. Oh God. Of, <laughs> of black metal. metal? <laughs> uh, black metal. Ninety. Yeah. Lyric
2: poetry. Define the subgenre. 80, 85, 90.
1: I I like lyric poetry.
0: Yeah. I have (laughs) prose on here, so. (laughs) Prose. Um,
1: <laughs> like 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 football players? No, no, no. as opposed to like, <laughs> fine bricks <laughs>
0: <laughs> But now that you mention it, going no, out.
3: Anything that is not poetry? Like prose.
1: Um I like professionals and, and, and I like prose. Yeah. Do you watch football? NFL? Uh this year I haven't been watching the NFL. Because I don't have time. But I do have, like, NFL Sunday ticket. And what's, I watch. Your, what's your temperature? Um, 80. I used oh. to play football in high school. What position? Running back. Nice. Mm. So you can take a hit. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Airbnb art. Wait,
1: what about... Wait, how come you're not getting any? <laughs>
2: now you want me okay. not
1: to. uh Airbnb.
2: Airbnb art.
1: Well, I've seen some really great Airbnb art, so I, it's like really? kind of like, yeah. Um, but in general, like I don't know. It's like 50, I guess. But
2: Oh, that's high. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we,
3: yeah. But I've been,
1: to, I've been to some places where they've had some really good design. Um, yeah.
3: That's yeah, good. we have to be more specific about the Airbnb. I mean, my friend stayed in the Airbnb castle in Florence
2: where there was some pretty good art.
0: Kanye West lives in Airbnb in New York. Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Does anyone have any other topics that they'd like Jomo to take the temperature of?
0: He's going to shut down for good for another three years after
2: this. How <laughs> uh, about. You want to ask me some topics?
1: Um, Hillary Clinton. We
2: said we were going to stay away from the well, election, you can't, you can't conceptualism, away. lots of things. You can't stay away.
0: <laughs> So what's the number?
2: I abstain.